In Thomas v. Gray, 2023, ARC App 281, the Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming a dismissal because of lack of service, reasoned that the process server had not been appointed to do so in that county. Judge Harrison explained, quote, This is an appeal from a dismissal with prejudice for one of service years into a lawsuit David Thomas and Cynthia Parker filed against Adam Gray, an emergency room doctor at Fulton County Hospital, and Amanda Cox and Dominique Bells, two nurses who worked in the emergency department, for tortious conduct related to defendants' allegedly unfounded reports of elder abuse after Thomas's elderly aunt arrived at the emergency room on 9 January 2017. The essential facts, which every process server and civil practitioner should soberly digest, are these. Quote, Plaintiff's counsel filed suit and had summonses issued 6 June 2018. He retained Charles Kesey to serve process. By June 26, Kesey had returned proof of personal service on each defendant. Kesey had been serving process since 2012. He had been appointed in at least five counties. But in June 2018, he was not appointed, plaintiffs concede, in Fulton County, where service purportedly occurred. That appointment had expired. And some three years and 6,000 service attempts later, when the defendants breathed life into their insufficient service defense, Kesey could not say for sure whom he had served. This is important because the defendant swore by affidavit that he did not serve them. The circuit court found no service was made and granted their motions to dismiss with prejudice. Waiver, estoppel, and latches unavailable. On appeal, plaintiffs argued the circuit court should have held that defendants were barred from presenting these no-service arguments. Alternatively, they argued that the circuit court should have dismissed without prejudice on these facts. We affirm as modified to dismiss without prejudice. End of quote. Defendants' answers pled insufficiency of service of process. After the expiration of the statute of limitations, motions to dismiss followed and the trial court dismissed with prejudice. Plaintiffs argued waiver, equitable estoppel, and latches applied to prevent asserting lack of proper service, but the appellate court found the arguments wanting. Quote, In this case, process server Kesey could not testify with any certainty whom he had served on one June day nearly three years earlier or so the circuit court was charged to decide and did, in a manner favorable to defendants. Kesey did not ask for their identification or see any name tags. But he also said he took the papers to hospital administration and told them who he needed to serve. The administration told him to go to the back side of the ER and they would send Dr. Gray out. Kesey handed the papers to a man who came out. A woman in hospital administration said she was calling the defendants in to get the papers. Kesey handed her the other two sets of papers and stood there until she handed them off to people who came in to receive them. No more detail is known to us. Savings Statute, Art Code and Section 1656-126, inapplicable. We cannot say the circuit court's finding that, on the facts, there was no service on the defendants was clear error, particularly because the circuit court could weigh Kesey's credibility as he testified. 
To be clear, a no-service defense that prevails means the plaintiff's case was never properly commenced at all, and that's why the saving statute cannot apply to that category of cases. However, Kesey is the only witness who acknowledged being present for the service attempt. In the circumstances he described, he could reasonably have concluded that the three people who accepted process were the defendants and that service was complete. Under current precedent, we hold this case falls into the completed attempt line of cases, not the no-service cases that the circuit court applied. Consequently, the saving statute applies, and the circuit court's dismissal should have been without prejudice. End of quote. The opinion is helpful in collecting and explaining decisions involving service and the savings statute. Quote, we infer from these cases that the rule for distinguishing a completed attempt at service from no service is this. If a plaintiff should reasonably believe after service is attempted that at least defective service is complete, then there has been a completed attempt at service and the action commences, even if from the defendant's perspective no service has occurred. We think this comports both with the General Assembly's intent to protect those who, although having filed an action in good faith and in a timely manner, would suffer a complete loss of relief on the merits because of a procedural defect, and a pragmatic understanding of when and how service occurs. Typically, parties begin litigation with unequal access to facts that would determine whether service is good or complete. Discovery by compulsion is not immediately available and it might not be realistic or desirable where service on a defendant appears to be complete to require plaintiffs to spend time repeating service attempts on the defendant or pre-litigating the particulars of a Rule 12b defense the defendant might waive. End of quote. End of decision.